Bibles, the book of John, chapter number 14. John chapter 14, we had read from this text uh, on Sunday night. Uh, Sunday night service, we had done some preaching uh, here out of our sermon series. Or Typically, I preach uh, on, uh, on Wednesday nights. Uh, but uh, there's going to be some uh, several Sunday nights as well that we're going to be covering uh, some of these uh, some of these messages uh, here out of this sermon series, and we've been preaching, as you know, our series has been on biblical foundations, and we have been uh, covering uh, here uh, over the last uh, several weeks the baptism in the Holy Ghost, and uh, we have. Uh, we have dealt exclusively upon uh, the promise of the Spirit. And so we tonight are going to be uh, uh, looking here at another uh, place and position here of the work of the Spirit. And uh, so John chapter 14, and uh, we're going to start reading in verse number 16. And if you will stand with us tonight for the reading of the Word of God. John 14 and starting at verse number 16. And uh, we will uh, do our reading here. If you're there with me, won't you say amen? The Bible says, Jesus speaking, he says, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth. Whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. And as I said in the last uh, few weeks, we have preached on the promise of the Spirit. And uh, tonight, we're going to be looking here at the person of the Spirit. And uh, we're going to be looking here in some, uh, some very specific ways of the person of the Holy Ghost. And so, uh, if we can tonight, can we pray one more time? Just ask the Lord to help us, anoint His Word, our hearts and ears tonight. Father, we thank You once again for each and every one that is gathered here this evening. And Lord, I pray that You would anoint our hearts, our ears, Lord, that we hear and receive of your word. I pray, Lord, let us learn. Let us grow uh, in you and through you. Let faith uh, let faith grow and expand. Father, as we know that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And I pray tonight that you would bless as we break the bread of life together tonight. Anoint my mind and lips, I do pray. Meet with us, I ask in Jesus' name. And the church would say, Amen. Amen and amen. You can be seated this evening. I want to start by saying as we look here again at this text, we read this text Sunday night and our conclusion on the promise of the Spirit. And I want to start here again uh, because there was a couple of things out of, the, uh, out of preaching on the promise of the Spirit that when we were reading from this text, we emphasized the places where Christ was saying that uh, the term, I will. And uh, in regards to the fact, we were saying again, uh, as to that what God says that he will do, that 
is what he will do. And we were talking about the truths of that promise. And in the course of the promise, we had talked about that the promise of the Spirit, it is eternal. Uh, it is enduring. And then Sunday night, we concluded with the fact that it is endorsed. Amen. Uh, Christ had said, this is what I will pray. I'm going to pray the Father sends you another comforter. And if I can tonight, I want to direct your attention uh, in, in regards to this. And, and uh, I'm going to ask uh, Brother Udy, if you will, uh, pull that scripture verse back up for us uh, here uh, that we're reading out of John 14 and verses 16 through 18. And uh, when we look at this, I'm wanting him to pull this up because I want to emphasize here a couple of things uh, tonight. Uh, I want you to to notice as we read through this again, he says, Jesus again speaking, I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter. I want you to notice this. It says that he, somebody say he, that he may abide with you forever, even the spirit of truth. Whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him, somebody say him, it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, and for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. And so I want to point out to you tonight as to where Christ here is giving the personification of the Spirit. And tonight I want you to understand, and I think that it's imperative that when we talk about, we know that we cannot discuss biblical foundations, we cannot look at Bible doctrine without talking about the work and the role of the Holy Ghost. And as I have said over the last several weeks, we have come to find that there are those that in preaching and teaching, some because of denominational perspective, uh, some with their prejudices or, or their dislikes or whatever the case might be in regards to the things of the Spirit, we come to find that there are some things that are not taught or uh, talked about in full capacity in regards to the Spirit of God, in regards to the work of the Holy Ghost. And we know, we know and understand, and we have been preaching, and we have seen, uh, of course, And we know that being Pentecostal, we believe in the fullness of the Spirit, the complete work of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Uh, And as regards to this, you cannot remove him from the work of the Scripture, uh, not only in Scripture, but also personally in our lives. And yet, we find that this is at work. We are finding more and more as to where that even in so-called spirit filled churches as to where that is only in name. It is not in practice. It is not in what is preached. It is not in how people take on the work of the Holy Ghost and His role in their lives personally. As a matter of fact, and we touched a little bit on it Sunday night as to where there is an overreaching ideology and and sadly teaching and practice uh, 
in various places as to where uh, the gifts of the Spirit, the work and the role, the conviction of the Spirit, that these things are not welcomed uh, within a, a church service. As a matter of fact, I can tell you firsthand, I can take you to places, I can introduce you to people. This is not just something Brother Jacob heard, and, and, and therefore because I heard about it that I'm saying something about it, but I know it firsthand by way of people that are very close to me who have been in some circumstances such as this. But there are, there are those that are uh, it is seemingly that there is no place for uh, the Holy Ghost at work within the realm of some of our so-called services as we find that there are those I had spoke with the family and this was some years back. And let me clarify something again. This is not something that has just happened in 2023. This is not something that happened in 2020. But we come to find that for years this has been going on. I shared with you Sunday night in regards. Brother Marvin's mother was uh, talking. He was telling me about a service she said in 20, 20 to 25 years ago. As to where as she began to worship and she began to uh, to let the spirit have his way that a sister reached up behind her and patted her on the uh, on the shoulder and said sis uh, said uh, we don't do those things around here anymore we don't do that anymore in other words uh, uh, to dismiss and to discredit and, uh, and and to say that you know we just we've moved on it's funny to me as to where in all of man's intellect and in all of our Education and in all of the all of the abundance that we find within the church world today, that we have so quickly dismissed and discredited the work of the Holy Ghost. Well, there are those that have been escorted out of a service if they have felt the prompting to come to an altar to pray, if they have felt God to move upon them to come to an altar. When we say the term, and sometimes I have to be careful. Because I think sometimes that everybody understands what we mean when we say certain things. But let me clarify, and I believe that most everybody in here knows what I mean when I say this. But around here, how many of you still remember that there was a time, I think that it was Motel 6. Uh, I still remember as a kid that they would have a commercial. And Brother Steve, on that commercial, they, would ha they had this catchphrase. Anybody remember the catchphrase? said we will what We'll leave the light on for you, amen. And uh, and uh, to let you know, hey, we're open. Come on, uh, come on in here. We got a place for you. And uh, and uh, we we uh, uh, well, we we do leave the lights on in here. Praise the Lord. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll quickly move on from that. But uh, we leave the lights on in here. But but what I'm saying is this: is that in regards to the altars, when we say the term, when you hear pastors say the 
these altars are open. What that simply means is as you feel the drawing and the leading of the Spirit, you don't have to wait for uh, Brother Jake to uh, give a formal altar call. You don't have to wait in order for you, if, if you feel God drawing or dealing, when we say these altars are open, we find at times there are folks that will come and they will come and pray. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's when uh, worship's going on or, or sometimes it's not to pray. Sometimes it's just to stand and worship and these altars are open. But there are some places, Brother Gary, where they don't, they don't want that. Folks get nervous about it and folks get offended about it. Imagine that today for somebody getting offended. That's a novel idea, isn't it? Somebody getting offended over something. And it's amazing as to how that even in the church today that there are those who are offended over the operation of the Spirit, the dealing, the conviction of the Holy Ghost, the, the gifts of the Spirit. And we touched on some of those things. And, and let me say this, is that uh, uh, when, when we talk about the person of the Holy Ghost, uh, here's something that the Lord began to deal with me about uh, and I began to jot this down in my notes as I was beginning to put some of these things together about the person of the Spirit. And here's what I want you to understand. As I want you to look what's happening in our culture today. I want you to take, what, take a look at what's going on amongst men and women. Human beings. Those that the Word of God lets us know that we were fearfully and wonderfully created by God by God's design we find all the way back in Genesis as to where we see the Godhead at work in creation I want you to notice the plural use of the word us when the word of God says let us make man in our image God the Father God the Son God the Holy Ghost all at work even in creation man formed after the image of God and not only formed did God get down on hand and knees and form man out of the dust of the ground but he didn't stop there but he leaned over and the word of God said that he breathed the breath of life into him and brother Gary when God did so he imparted a piece of himself into man because then it says that man became a what? Living soul at that moment we were more than bone and flesh and blood and sinew and tissue and DNA but we became a part of something that was eternal that is eternal and I want you to look at the way that the enemy has done a great job over the course of years in trying to take away and dehumanize humanity to where we are just objects. We look today, listen, and, and some of you don't get nervous. I'm not on a political rant. I'm not on a soapbox. Politically speaking, I'm just saying it is for what it is. But I want you to understand that in the rise of time, a 
amen, to where we see in our culture a push that's been greater than ever before, where there are people using the terminology of what they identify with. We are finding now, and I've been preaching a little bit on some of this, they identify as animals. They identify as things. They identify as objects. No longer do some people want to be used. A, 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 the um, terminology, that God-given terminology of male or female. Now people want pronouns. Now they want to just go by some generality. What is it, Brother Jacob? Is it a leftist agenda? No, sir. Is it, is it this or is it that? No, sir. No, ma'am. You can have your theories and you can have what you want. And I know there are different groups and political affiliations that will give their endorsement and trying to legislate things but let me just tell you what it is let's get down to the brass tacks of the matter it is a demonic force at work at work in our world I know some get nervous I know there's some because there are some that even in this church we sit here and our families down the way we have cousins, nephews some grandchildren whatever the case might be and they have been affected by the poison where the enemy wants to dehumanize and make us nothing more than just an object an object to be used an object to die an object to suffer with sin I want you to know tonight and you'd say brother Jacob what in the world does this have to do with the Holy Ghost just hang on buckle up we're going to get there but I want you to know tonight and remind you that our Savior he bled and died and paid a price for you and for me I will tell you tonight I am more than sludge that washed up on the ocean I am more than a kinfolk to a primate I'm more than a pronoun I'm more than identifying as a dog a cat this or I have been made a man in and after the image of God and inside of me is a soul that's going to live forever or it's going to die forever. But I serve a God that gave his only begotten son so that I, so that you could believe on him and have everlasting life. Don't tell me we are not valuable to him. When one theologian said it best, when God was willing to bankrupt heaven and give his son so that we might have life eternal, so that we might have, Brother Michael, redemption, so that we might have reconciliation with God. Well, Brother Jacob, you're just not, your mind is not as expanded, you're not as educated as others are. There are more diplomatic pastors in pulpits in America. Brother Jake, you'd probably have more people in your pews if you'd be a little bit nicer. This has nothing to do with being nice or not. I'm saying this with the utmost love. I'm saying this. I'm not saying this with hatred in my heart. What I do hate is how the enemy wants to demonize and pervert the existence of humanity. And he wants to make the value of a soul insignificant. So, what does that have to do with the person 
of the Holy Ghost. Because if we can devalue, dehumanize one another, it becomes an easier practice to devalue and not appreciate, not respect, or dismiss the deity of God. And the work and the role of God. And the work and the role of the Holy Ghost. Let me be very plain when I say. The word of God is very clear on the fact. That you can blaspheme the name of God. The Father or God the Son. There's no repercussion. You are forgiven for such. But Jesus said. That if you were to blaspheme the Holy Ghost, there's no forgiveness of that. I want you to understand is that Christ was making preparation in the hearts of people and teaching of the importance of the work of the person of the Spirit. The blessed third person of the Trinity, the Holy Ghost. And what happens is, is what I mean by that the enemy wants make him impersonal, wants to make it seem like we, can, we cannot be in touch or in sync with him. Because I want you to recognize and realize is that I believe even hell knows of the power and the magnitude of what can be done in the lives of God's people. Of what can be done in your personal life when you are in step with the person of the Holy Ghost. When you are walking in agreement with Him. When the Word of God said, don't walk after the flesh, but rather walk after the Spirit. Sister Sandy, when that is an attribute of your life, when that is something that, Brother Shirley, that you are walking with God and you are walking in the power of God and you're following the leadership of the Holy Ghost, what happens is, is that hell knows that a man or a woman who will yield their lives to such is a man or a woman that can disrupt the power of hell that can disrupt and destroy the agenda of the enemy. I want to tell somebody here tonight, I want you to know the enemy wants you to dismiss the person of the Spirit because if there is a life full of and consumed with and operating with the power and the person of the Holy Ghost, then friends, let me tell you, there's not a demon or devil in hell that can stop God's plan or purpose in your life or through your life. Oh, but tonight, those things I do believe are for the taking for those who would walk with God as such. You hear me? But there are some that we dismiss and we think that the Holy Ghost, this is something, and I've used the term for the spiritual elite, this is, that's something just for the pastor. That's something only for leadership, deacons, trustees, elders, a teacher, whatever the case might be. There are some that might think, well, that's only for the older, for the aged. But we understand tonight. We understand the person of the Spirit. We understand the person, the Holy Ghost. What are you trying to say in all of this, Brother Jake? I want you to understand tonight the Holy Ghost... 
In the original Greek is called the paraclete. And this literally means this definition. One called alongside to help. When Jesus said, I will pray the Father that he sends you another comforter. Christ, while on earth, we come to find as he was there, he was alongside and he helped and, and he guided and he taught and he was there. And he said, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to be sure that you have a, comfort, a comforter. And it said, and he shall be in you. And in this, we find the Holy Ghost comes alongside to help. He is here for you, and he wants to do a wonderful work in your life. He wants to fill, he wants to guide, he wants to empower, and he wants to seal. He wants to do this time and time again. Yet... There is a great deal of misunderstanding concerning his role and working in the lives of believers and even how he works on non-believers. I want you to understand that there are some that have wrongly assumed that the spirit is nothing more than just spirit. We say, oh, Brother Jacob, that's what the word of God refers, more than a person. And when we say this, I want you to understand that it's often due to the fact the way that Scripture describes him as in being like wind, like fire, like oil. Or, uh, there's times it's often referred to like water. Uh, we see as to where we, uh, even when Jesus came up out of the Jordan River, the Holy Ghost descended upon him and it said in the form of a dove. We see this, but I want you to understand that these descriptions have to be balanced with the rest of Scripture. We find, Brother Keith, that Jesus stood and he told them, he said, I am the bread of life. He said, I am the door. We find the Word of God says that our God is a consuming fire. We see these descriptions. We also find that the Word of God says that God would cover us under the under the, the, with the feathers of his wings. And so when we see this, does that mean that Jesus is a loaf of bread? Does that mean that Jesus is a door? Does it mean that God is only fire? Or does it mean that God is some big bird in heaven with feathers? No. These are symbolisms that speak to the character of God. These are things that speak to what he does and how he works and participates in the lives of his people. And so therefore the same descriptions of the Holy Spirit do not mean that he is simply just a force or a power. In order to be considered a person, a being must, must possess at least three of these characteristics. And these characteristics are intelligence, will, and emotion. And we're going to look in the Word of God how the Holy Ghost possesses all of these characteristics, intelligence, will, and emotion. I want you to understand the Holy Ghost displays all three. Now, I say this because when we think of 
when we sometimes think of the Holy Ghost, oftentimes the connotations that come to mind are things such as when we are overwhelmed by the Spirit of God, when we are moved upon in a strong way, maybe there are tears that fall, maybe there is, maybe there is jubilation, maybe there is a shout, maybe there is an excitement, maybe there is a dance, maybe it is the fact that there is speaking in tongues, maybe Maybe it is, maybe it is a, a demonstration of worship that's associated by the way that somebody feels the Spirit of God. But And there are some who only have the idea that the Holy Ghost is associated with those things. But rather, Sister Laura, such things are just an expression of the fact that we feel Him at work in our hearts. That we feel or we rejoice over what he is doing, what accompanies, what things he causes us to feel. But when we only think of the Holy Ghost in such ways, it is then that we can get to the point to think that that is not personal for me. Sister Carmen, uh, the other day in the living room, uh, we had some, we was, we was just uh, I don't know if y'all ever do this, but we do it around the Smith house. There's times we just jam to some good old gospel music. I mean, we crank it up, and we might we might have Jason Crabb blaring, or or we might have we might have some Jeremiah Yoakum going, brother Eddie. Or we just having us a little church and doing a little bit of singing. And normally, Ashlyn's favorite word, brother Danny, when she gets into the car, the first thing she'll say, "Can you turn up the radio?" Can you turn it up? And that girl will sing, I mean, from Orange to Beaumont. She'll sing from Orange to, I mean, always a singing top of her lungs. And there's times, Uncle Danny, oh, listen, and it don't bother me at all because I've been sitting at stoplights where there's somebody over there. They can't see over the steering wheel. They slouch down, and all you hear is boom, 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 boom. And I mean, it's it's vibrating your windows, and it's vibrating. You know how it is. It, it even vibrates that loose tooth you got in your head and I mean you know just everything shaking everything and you're thinking how in the world can somebody think and so I like sometimes you know I know we got her cranked up I know we got Jesus music blaring and so I, I like it sometimes and they look over at us a little strange brother Steve what kind of what kind of going on over there I want to say to them what kind of you got going on over there I've got music with purpose I've got some music that has some power I've got some music, got some anointing. Come on here. Oh, listen. And I say all that to say this. The other day in the in the living room, we were singing and we was carrying on. And Ashlyn, she was in the middle of the living room. And, and now some of you is going to think this is disrespectful. And I'm going to tell you why I think it's not. Because she wasn't making fun. But she was acting like she was getting happy in the Holy Ghost. And so she was, she was doing her a little shout around the living room. And I said, oh, sis. And now listen, some of you sitting there. And they shouldn't be. I can't believe he allowed her to do something like that. Let me, let me just tell you something. Let me tell you, you'd be surprised, these babies, how they could imitate how some of you shout. 
They'd be, you'd be surprised how some of, them can, uh, some of them know exactly what you do. And listen, you know what I'd rather, Sister Laura? I'd rather her imitate shouting somebody than try to imitate Beyonce or Britney Spears or some kind of nonsense like that. You hear what I'm saying? Let them babies go ahead and, and let them go ahead and imitate what it is when the Spirit of God's moving. Don't you get on them. Don't you, don't you snap your finger at them. Don't you let, let them let them worship and let them enjoy. You know what I told her? I said, Sissy, I said, be careful. I said, you're going to be playing, but one day it's going to break out on you. One day, one day you're just not going to be able to stop. Amen. I said, I'm praying for the day that I see it. I said, you start doing that in church, get ready. I said, Daddy's going to just join right along with you. I don't care what's going on. You hear what I'm saying? But but let me get back to this. Is that sometimes be because of expressions of worship, because of a shout, because of a dance, because of exuberance or jubilation, there are some that in our churches you will set and you will say, well, that's just not my character. That's just not what I do. I'm just mild and meek and that's for everybody else. That Holy Ghost stuff for everybody else. I don't know about you, Sister Lindy, but oh, Sister Lord, she can get up there and sing holler and sing do all that but not me I'm not going to do that God forbid God forbid I lift my voice and I ain't going to tell you about some of you who I've watched at ball games and cheering on your kids I know you can lift your voice and I know you can get excited so don't you sit around here pucking your lip out and crossing your arms saying well bless God that's not what I do that's not who I am that's not listen here's what happens you can start to dismiss the work of the Holy Ghost you may not worship like I do but here's the common denominator the Holy Ghost is not limited to a shout a dance a tear or jubilation when I do that when others do that we are responding to the person we are responding to the power of the person of the Godhead so don't fold your arms and say that's not for me because when you do so you're trying to close the book on the work of the person we need the person of the Holy Ghost and his fullness and what he brings at work in this house understand this is why I want you to know when I talk about the fact that when we when we make sure that we are speaking of the person the person he possesses intelligence, will, and emotion. We believe the Holy Ghost is co-equal with God the Father and God the Son and is of the same essence, yet He is also distinct from them, just as the Father is distinct from the Son and the Son distinct from the Father. Distinct in their roles, and just a little bit of teaching here on the Trinity, on the Godhead. If you remember, Jesus said this. He said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. And he said, and when he that comes 
Speaking of the Holy Ghost, what did it say? It said, he will testify of me. So what you always have, Brother Michael, is a mirror image that keeps pointing back to God the Father. It talks about and, and operating in God in the fact of the will of God and the purposes and plans of God. And so we see this. Scripture describes the Spirit in personal terms. We just read it. He him, the Spirit, is a person, not an impersonal force. When it says that He teaches, guides, comforts, and intercedes, He, he possesses emotion, intellect, and will. The Spirit spoke to Philip and gave counsel to the church at Jerusalem. The Spirit was sinned against by Ananias and Sapphira. We're going to be looking at some of those things. I want you to understand the scriptures attest to the deity of the Holy Ghost. He is spoken of as God, identified with the title of Jehovah. The Christian who is infilled by the Spirit is infilled by God. The Holy Ghost possesses the attributes of deity, such as omniscience, omnipotence and omnipresence he does work that only God can do such as creating regenerating and sanctifying he is equally associated with the other members of the Trinity hallelujah I want to tell somebody tonight there is a devil in hell I want you to know that he is downright jealous as he employs every demon every devil everyone to try to take hierarchy and take control understand we know that the devil in the word of God he's identified by the number of man that number six and brother Tobin we come to find that the, that the perfect number of God in Scripture is seven. And can I tell you that devil, no matter how much he wants to be a seven, he'll always be a six. No matter how powerful he tries to show himself, he'll always be a six. No matter how he threatens and roars and tries to destroy Sister Gloria, he can never, oh, and all of the things, that war in your life, what you've been up against. Aren't you glad the Spirit of God lifts you higher? Aren't you glad the Holy Ghost can take you to a place that is above and beyond where the enemy can go? Understand tonight, we find the enemy has always tried to produce a counterfeit power. He has always tried to produce a counterfeit, and let me say it like this. Brother Marvin, I believe the devil has a counterfeit anointing. He has a counterfeit anointing. And when we, when we see this, I want you to understand that the work of the enemy has always been trying to do the work of the deity and the power of God, the role of the Spirit, but he never can. Tonight, if I, if I can, just a couple more minutes, I want to I start with this. That the Spirit has intelligence. He has intelligence. Again, I'm sharing with you the characteristics that proving the fact of the person of the Holy Ghost. Intelligence. 
we find in the Word of God in 1 Corinthians 2, verses 10 and 11, it says, but God, Brother Udy, if you will, would you pull up 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and go ahead and go to verse number 10. And the way we find here, the Word of God tells us, it says, but God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. For the Spirit, listen, searches all things. Searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except by the spirit of God. So let me stop here and first tell you that when we talk about the intelligence We talk about the mind of the Spirit. And we find in the Word of God, it says that God hath revealed them unto us by His Spirit. Let me tell you that a place of work of the intelligence of the person of the Holy Ghost, when talks about He searches and He knows the things of God. You remember in Scripture where we find, Brother Chad, where we are implored it is expedient it is so important that we seek after discernment discernment to know what is right to know what is wrong to know what is pleasing and to know what is not pleasing to God let me first just be very basic in this fact You know, I was telling somebody the other day, they was asking something, they said, well, how will I know? And the only thing I could tell them, Brother Chris, the best way I could put it, and you know I'm I'm a hillbilly, and I said, I said, I'll just put it this way, there are some things you just know when you're knower. Anybody ever been there, you just, you know when you're knower. You ever been in a situation? Have you ever been in a place? Have you ever been around a person? Have you ever picked up on something, a spirit, an attitude that you knew, Brother Gary, this ain't right? You didn't have time to sit down and type up a 40-page thesis of why you thought it wasn't right. You just knew it wasn't right. You just knew. Have you ever been in a service, attended somewhere, and somebody do something under the guise of the Spirit of God? And Brother Tobin, it make you sit up straight and say, uh-uh, no way. That's not of God. I'll never forget, we was pastoring our first church there in South Roxana. We had a young man come in in the Sunday morning service. He came into Sunday school, very nice young man. Telling me where he was from, he about 23 years old. He sat in that Sunday school class, and, and he was respectful. He listened, and, and we went from Sunday school, and we got into the worship service. Had a beautiful worship service, preaching that morning. We had a full house of people. I mean a full house. And as I began to make the altar call, one of the sisters in the church gave a, a, a message in tongues. And she gave that message, and as, as we do, everybody became reverent. Nobody was moving around. Everybody was just being tender, being prayerful to want God to speak. And so after that message in tongues, a few moments of silence, and all of a sudden, 
Sitting about where Brother Scott, Scott is is where that young man sat. And he began to give an interpretation. And he got about five words in. And all of a sudden, this hillbilly knew, that ain't God. That ain't God. And he began to, he, he, was, try, he was trying to say some things. And I had that microphone in my hand. And I didn't care, Brother Michael. I did not care. We had a house full of people. Matter of fact, Uncle Danny, one of our sisters, it was her birthday weekend. She had, a, uh, I mean, a, three rows of family members sitting there. And I'm thinking, oh, Lord, if there's a day that I don't need, I don't need this. Today's that day, Lord. I don't need this. But I had that, my, and I didn't care, Sister Sandy. I did not care that we had a house full. I didn't care that Aunt Sally and Uncle Joe and Cousin Ralphie was sitting there for, for uh, Sister Bedwell's birthday. It didn't matter to me. But I took that microphone and under the, under the anointing of the Holy Ghost, and I was as diplomatic and as kind as I could be. But Brother Gary, before he got too much further down the way, I said, Sir, I said, Sir. And he kept talking. I said, sir. And he looked up at me and I said, that's enough. I said, no more. And he, he respectfully, he quit talking. He bowed his head. And I told the people, I mean, it's like right now, you could hear a pin drop. And, uh, and I just told the people, I said, you know around here, I said, we take the gifts of the Spirit seriously. So we take it seriously. I said, and when we operate in the gifts of the Spirit, we're going to do so under the unction and the anointing of the Spirit. And so we closed that service out. We had, we had a good altar service, everything. The young man met me back in the foyer. And Brother Marvin, he was respectful. He, he could have come to me with an attitude, whatever. And I, and I just told him, I said, son, I said, listen. I said, I wasn't trying to embarrass you. I said, but... What you were saying, I said, that is not what God was saying. That was not God. That wasn't what God was wanting to say. And he said, yes, pastor, I understand. He said, I, I think I just kind of got a little bit zealous. And I, he said, I'll just be honest. I, I just kind of wanted to show out a little bit. And I said, oh, I'm going to tell you something. I said, we don't, I said, you don't show out in God's house. And you don't show out with God's presence. And I reminded him, I said, the Holy Ghost will not contend with our egos. He will not contend with. He will not, he will not dwell amongst where we are trying to no flesh is going to take his glory. And so I say that to say this, we have all been in some situations, whether it's in corporate worship or whether there was something personal going on. Maybe there was something personal, maybe a conversation that was going on. And all of a sudden you can say, hmm. I don't think that's right. Maybe, Sister Lindy, something that's being said, and the Holy Ghost begins to check you and say, you don't need to be having this conversation. Not only do you not need to be having this conversation, you don't, you don't need to be having that conversation with that person. Come on here. What is that? That is the intelligence of the Spirit. He is guiding. He is directing. He is dealing. He is speaking. I want you to understand tonight, church, that in a day and a time where there was so much, Sister Anna, Brother Eddie, there is so much that's 
going to be fighting for your time and your attention. There are so many outlets and avenues and voices that are out there. You hear your pastor. So many voices that are out there. On a given Sunday, you can sit at home. And if, if you're faithful to your home church in between church services, you could listen to upwards of 30, 40 other church services and have 30, 40 other voices in your ear, 30, 40 other doctrines, 30, 40 other beliefs, 30, 40 other things going on. Listen, there's some things I've seen that I've thought, how in the world? Sister Wanda, there's some things that I see that happen and I think I would be scared to death to do it. I'm, I'm sure God would strike me dead. I'm sure. But I want to tell you, because there's so much of that stuff around and so much of it permeates where we are, we'd better have the mind of the Spirit. You'd better allow the intellect of God. He searcheth, He reveals, He searches. What's it say? All things. And I love this. Sister Carolyn, if you'll come. Yea, the deep things of God. Can I conclude with this? And we're going we're gonna to pick back up on a little bit more on the intellect. And I know tonight, I know tonight, I'm not hooping and hollering a bunch. And I'm more teaching than I am preaching. But it's good. I, I, I would buy my own CD tonight. I'm just telling you. It's good. It's good stuff. I, I'd watch it. I'd watch it tonight. I'd download the podcast tonight. But let me, but let me, let me close with this. The Spirit searches all things. I want to challenge us tonight. It says, yea, even the deep things of God. Have you noticed that in the church world, we are infatuated. We preach and sing and promote going higher. But very rarely does anybody talk about going deeper. Did you know... And what do you mean by this? Look at the way we operate as humanity. We've got stations built in space. But there's still much about the deep we have no clue of. Because man always wants to go higher. But very rarely are we willing to go deeper. So what does that mean, Brother Jake? Brother Chad, you get into the deeper things of God. It does not mean that you transform into a, a spiritual elitist who lives in the mountains and people come to you for guidance and advice. And all you do is sit around and pray and meditate all day long. That's not, that's not what it's talking about. Here's what it means. The Spirit of God searches all things, and you will, we can amen and shout when I'm talking about false prophets and evil spirits and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, glory, hallelujah, yeah, preach it, preacher. But now I'm going to turn this around on us. What about when the Holy Ghost, with His intellect, and the Spirit of God that searches all things starts saying, Eddie, we need to go deeper. Gary, we need to go deeper. Danny, I need you to go deeper. What does that mean? Well, Sister Laura, it means that I've got to be willing that to let the Holy Ghost get down into some places in me. That Brother Tobin, I've done a good job of 
closing the door, covering it up, thinking that I've, I'll hide it from everybody. I'll hide, I'll hide that attitude. I'll hide that spirit. I'll hide that arrogancy. I'll hide that sense of whatever it might be. I'll, I'll hide my bitterness. I'll hide my hate. I'll hide my, you know, my, my contempt for. You might can hide certain things from certain people, but the Spirit of God who searches all things, He said, yea, even the deep things. It can be deep things, Brother Tobin, of things that go all the way back to childhood that hurt. It can go, Brother Marvin, into the things that we thought we had the lights out, door locked, and nothing could get in there. But when we are growing in God and we are walking after the Spirit, He will get in there, Sister Ashlyn. He'll say, hang on, I want to put my finger on this. I want to deal with this. I want to reveal the things of God about this in your life, Michael. How do we develop convictions and how do we develop standards in our lives and how do we develop a, a closer walk? How, Sister Gloria, do we get to a point that there are things that are so concrete and resolute in us that there is no turning back? We've made up our mind. It is when we have allowed God to get deep down into those places. Like I said, we'll shout when it's like, yeah, preach, pre preach against them, pre preach against them prosperity preachers, preach against them, uh, those churches, do, you know, false doctrine, preach against the, you know, the immorality and preach against it. Yeah, hallelujah, because the truth is many of us don't have a problem with that. But all of us have things in our lives the Holy Ghost wants to unearth. All of us have some things. That brother Chad, a shirt, tie, combed hair, and shine shoes can make people think, got it all together. Brother Jake don't have any problems. Not true. I'm human just like you. Issues in my family just like issues in yours. But all I know is that for me to be the man that God would have me to be, Aunt Brenda, I've got to allow the Spirit of God to search the deep places and reveal and reveal. Heads bowed and eyes closed all over this house. Father, I thank you tonight for your faithfulness and I thank you for your word. I thank you for the person of the Holy Ghost in a time where the enemy wants to make the Spirit of God impersonal. Where we sometimes would have our excuses of why we want nothing to do with the Spirit of God. I pray you forgive us of that. I pray you help us to understand that He is the Spirit, the Holy Ghost, the third person of the Trinity. At work in the earth. At work today in our hearts and lives at work even now in this service he's been at work today he's been at work today in your life he's been at work today dealing reminding searching challenging convicting and church tonight i pray that we understand 
that the Spirit of God has intellect. He knows the mind of God. He knows the will of God. And He wants that to be revealed in us. He wants us to walk in it. But He is going, in order to do that, He's going to search us. And He's going to deal with us. And He's going to put His finger on some things in our lives. And there are certain things we think is okay. There are certain things we think we've swept under the rug. There are certain things we think, well, we can just get by with it. But the Holy Ghost begins to deal and begins to speak and say, I want this. And it's not about going higher and reaching the echelons of spirituality. But truly it's about going deeper. The Word of God said, deep calls to deep. The Spirit of God calling to the deep places and the spirit of man. Lord, help us to go deeper in you. If that's your desire tonight, if that's what your heart would say, Lord, that's what I'm longing for. If maybe it's been a while since the fallow ground's been broken up and you'd say, I want to go deeper. There's some things I know tonight the Holy Ghost wants to reveal. He's been trying to reveal. He's been trying to speak. And I want him to do it. I want him to have his way in my life because I want to walk in the power of the person, of the spirit, in the intellect of God. If that's your desire, why don't we come? Find ourselves a place to pray before we leave this house. Why don't we come to say, Lord, would you search me? I dare somebody tonight to pray, search me and know me, God. I dare someone tonight to say, Lord, I've been thinking about going higher, but maybe tonight it's a fact you want to take me deeper. Lord, I've been thinking about the upper echelons of spirituality. I've been thinking about being recognized. And I want people to see this and see that. But God, I need you to take me deeper. I need you to draw me deeper. I need you, Lord, to place your finger upon my heart. I need you, Lord, to speak to me. Oh, I want the intellect of the person of the Spirit. I want the intellect. I want the mind of God at work in my life. Lord, I want you. I want you, Lord, to reveal yourself. I want you to reveal your will. I want you to reveal your way. Oh, the Spirit of God. Oh, that searches all things. The Spirit of God that takes us deeper. Oh, the deep things of God. Oh, it brings life. Oh, it brings steadfastness. It brings surety.